Ready to go. Sweet. I'm soups jelly. <laughs> you just have to come up with a new one. I, I still haven't yet, but I've been thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't know. I have five clips today. Only five. I didn't suggest any, so it'll mm-hmm. be a surprise to me. <laughs> I suggested one. Yeah. And it's the best line in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I, I'm going to guess not based on your track record of picking <laughs> no, the best is. line in it the is. movies. Do I have any track record at all? There's There's been about three or four where you pick the best line in the movie and we're just like, eh. <laughs> Brett said some of those two were like, Brett will want a clip. And I'm like, I recorded. I'm like, why did he want that clip? Hmm. We've got a couple who are like, you got to, like you only choose one. You're like, you got to have this line. I'm like, both of you guys, and just like, I don't know why they like them so much. <laughs> Unless it's Jingle All the Way, and then you didn't even get the right one. Yeah. And you'll never live that down. Well, that's because there's multiple lines where he yells, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, but, but there's only one where Jamie responds with, Yeah. He knows my name. Yeah, but you kept on saying, <laughs> Jamie. Even Jones backed me up on that. Yeah. When he was still listening to the, the podcast. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we can make this uh, a short, efficient episode. Or it doesn't have to be short, but. Or a fi- uh, particularly efficient. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually not all that efficient, but I did streamline a little stuff or some stuff today. Grabbed some stuff from Wikipedia, like the, uh, the plot summary. Truncated it a little bit. So we can go through that. Keep us on topic for this mm. one. I mean, it would be easy enough to tell the story of Carrie amongst us, but... You mean Cassie. Because <laughs> her name's Carrie White. Because Ca- Cassie... Cassie Wright. Cassie Wright. <laughs> In the Four times he gets it right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. In the 2013 one, he calls her Casey. Casey. Ooh, they switched it up. Yeah. And I think wa- it's only once. You watched the 2013 one? I just watched like the first 20 minutes or something before I got bored because it's almost like a shot for shot remake and I didn't think it was as good. I've seen it. Hmm. Nothing special. It isn't like I feel god like, awful or anything. I feel like it would be hard to buy Chris, uh, what's her name? Chloe Grace Moretz as mm-hmm. the awkward uh, girl. Isn't that exactly what I said? I just didn't believe her in that role. Well, yeah, she's an attractive girl, but you could say the same thing about Sissy Spacek. But they made her look, but I don't know, she, she looked more the part. From Sissy, Sissy Spacek. She's always got the stringy hair over her face, mm-hmm. and like you know, she just played it better. You can tell Chloe kind of pl- grew up awkward. Are we rolling yet? Yeah, we're rolling. Okay, just making sure. Are good you stuff. rolling? 
Did you bring something else to the podcast oh, today? Oh, I got a little baggie in my pocket. Right Get your motherfucking <clears throat> roll on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have done a, a Limp Biscuit one there, too. Which one's that one? <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. What? All right. Should we get it going? All Let, right. Let's roll out. That's ludicrous. <laughs> got twin Glock 40s, and they's cocked back. My business, my business. <laughs> business. Stay the fuck up out of my business. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. <laughs> mine, all mine. Oh, I'll stop now. <laughs> welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says, wrecked him, damn near killed him. Damn near. Joining me today is Mr. Positivity himself, Brett. Rolling, I guess. Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm a Christian, and you ain't gonna sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? Also here today is Jason Neeling. How are you, Jason? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Not that one. That one's taken. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. I'm very happy for you. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. (laughs) It's a longer one. I think it's longer than Jones' I didn't ask for all that. I asked for just the end part. So kind of a big deal... And then you finish it up with Rich Mahogany. No, that's that's not what that's I said. Look at your that's text you sent me. That is not what the text says. <laughs> yeah, it does. Why don't, you, why don't you pull out your phone Prove and it. read that text? This is exciting. <laughs> it says... We're going to put it on the screen for the listeners. Okay, how about Anchorman? I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment spells are Rich Mahogany. Okay, so you just, want, you just want... I'm very important. Many leather bomb books. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Well, I think it's like you, the you same. You kind of are. You kind of. <laughs> I think it's the same length length as Jones's. Jones's was. Oh, this one's 22 seconds. I guess I'm not sure what Jones is. I could play it. <laughs> you don't but have to. You let's have just to. move on. Finally, got rid of that terrible clip that you had before. <sighs> it's not a terrible clip. Well, yeah. it didn't work. Well, it didn't or fit, maybe you it just don't know how you. to use it properly. No, it's a weird file type that apparently this program hates. M4A. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> All right, today hmm. we're doing a breakdown of Carrie from 1976. Breakdown? This is a breakdown by Scarface, isn't? No. Or no, someone's saying Scarface isn't, no. Although I didn't label that a leftover. I just put Scarface mm-hmm. in between. Pretty good. Good. Shit. I've only done that for a couple of movies. I did that for Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Not that it would ever be close to a, you know, a breakdown or anything like that, but I was just so excited to do an episode of Sleepaway Camp. I just put Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> so, yeah, let's give the deets here. From 76, directed by Brian De Palma. Starring Sissy Spacek as Carrie White, Piper Laurie as Margaret White, her mother, uh, Amy Irving as Sue Snell, William Catt as Tommy Ross, Betty Buckley as Missy uh, as Miss Collins, Nancy Allen as Chris 
Harginson. We saw her her in a different movie recently. Did you recognize her? What Nancy Allen? Nancy Allen. Yep. yep. I recognize her as Brian De Palma's wife. <laughs> yeah. For every De Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. Robocop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. just watched a Brian De Palma movie too, Scarface. So yeah. she surprisingly wasn't in there because I, I think know, they were right? married until '84. Yeah, divorced. Shocking. Yeah. Oh, did they have a kid together? Maybe she was pregnant with the kid. I don't know. No, you can and you're saying up. she couldn't do cocaine or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying they didn't want a, a pregnant um, Mrs. Frank. What's Frank's last name in there? Lopez. Lopez. Um, John Travolta is also in here as Billy Nolan, PJ Souls as Norma Watson, Sidney Lassick as Mr. Fromm. You know him from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He played Cheswick. They were married till 83. Let's see if they have when mm-hmm. the kids were born. Or if they, I don't know if it says they had kids. No, they didn't have any kids. Okay. Brian and Nancy, no children. I also got to call out Piper Laurie for her excellent job in Twin Peaks. It's Catherine. She's Catherine. Yeah. Yep. Martell, right? Mm-hmm. Formerly Catherine Packard. Mm-hmm. You're, you're hitting that stand worse <laughs> sorry, than Jones sorry. was. I'm trying to... I thought we got rid of that when we got rid of Jones. I'm just <laughs> fixing this cable up so it wasn't... It was hitting the stand before. Mm-hmm. That's much worse. <laughs> okay, I'm done. No more sound... Uh, from over here. This was the first Stephen King novel to be adapted into a film. It's a little fun fact. Here's a fun fact. So watch the theatrical trailer, and it says it's uh, John Travolta's first movie, too. Yeah, Grease was, what, 78? I don't remember. 77? Oh, God. He must have been on Welcome Back, Cotter when this came out, <laughs> playing <laughs> virtually the same character. Uh, this was also Stephen King's first novel that was published. That's funny. That's uh, oh, I was thought you were repeating no. what he just said. I no. was going to make fun of it. Is a slightly different <laughs> fun fact. Um, also, in the trailer that you mentioned, they misspelled Stephen King. He was pretty much, I mean, unknown at the time. Really? Yeah. The they trailer. The trailer is one hundred percent climax of the movie. So. <laughs> yeah, they spelled Stephen with a V. Instead of PH. So Saturday Night Fever was 77. Uh, then it was Moment by Moment in Greece in 78 for Travolta. Welcome back, Cotter. He was on from 75 to 79. So he would have been on TV at the same time. Yep. Yep. Then he worked with Brian De Palma again in Blowout, which is a fantastic movie. Nancy Allen must have been in that one, too. Having a brain fart, actually. Oh, look. She's in Dress to Kill, and yeah, I think she is in Blowout, but you make sure. She is, yep. yep. All right. Uh, Carrie is also notable for being one of the few horror films to be nominated for multiple Academy Awards. Sissy Spacek was nominated for Best Actress, and Piper Laurie received a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Fun fact. Piper Laurie was a little over the top. <laughs> so she says, yeah, did you read about that? Some more of the fun facts. She thought her character was way over the top. The dialogue was ridiculous and her wardrobe was ridiculous. And 
she thought it was a comedy or a, a dark comedy. Uh, yeah, I read that she <laughs> thought it was a her role was satire. Mm-hmm. Like until they started filming, and they were like, "We don't want people like laughing at this," yeah. you know. Apparently, <laughs> to this day, she still says it's a black comedy, and De Palma's like, "No, no, 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 no! This is a horror movie." Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that classification? Because I didn't. I mean, there's basically no horror until like the last third of the movie. Opening scene is horrific, Jason. Okay. Bullying but, is yes. not acceptable, okay? <laughs> sure. But it's not like horror movie horror. It's like drama horror, right? Well, she thought she was dying. Blood on her hand. Drama. Mm-hmm. That's drama. That's not horror. She was leaking. It was pretty scary. See, now who's making light of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making light of what the uh, the teacher, the principal, talking about. I can't believe she doesn't know about this stuff. She's like, I wanted to shake her too. And like, what are you doing? There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot it's of- It's just your period. There's a lot of uh, domestic abuse and uh, teachers hitting kids and stuff. Yeah, a lot of women get hit. Mm-hmm. Mostly by teachers, but John Travolta dishes well, it out, too. stop calling John Travolta a dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Told yeah, they, you not to call me that. They had a pretty dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, I have a nice little clip of that relationship later. Let's just get right into the story here. I have five clips, so I'll disperse those in between the telling of Carrie. So, shy, unpopular, and bullied 16-year-old high school student Carrie White experiences her first period as she showers with her fellow female classmates after gym class. Unaware of what is happening to her, she panics and desperately pleads for help, believing she's bleeding to death. The other girls, led by the arrogant, popular, and beautiful student Chris Harginson, who frequently bullies Carrie, gleefully respond to this by pelting her with tampons, laughing and chanting, Plug it up! Plug it up! Miss Collins breaks up the commotion and slaps Carrie in the face in an attempt to calm her down. <laughs> a light bulb mysteriously breaks as Carrie reaches the height of her panic. Miss Collins manages to console Carrie and tell her what menstruation is. So yeah, one thing is pretty noticeable about that opening scene is how like voyeuristic it is. And she was really uh, enjoying that shower. Yeah, it was very erotic. Yeah. It may creep me out that we're so she was 25 when they were making the film. Well, but, yeah, and then the, but you're watching a, a minor shower and just rub herself it's a in high slow sc- motion. It's a high school locker room and there's just titties everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so there's like that slow motion pan all the way through the locker room and there's yep. this weird like soft piano music going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know, it, it was a weird choice of music, I thought, for that scene. Like it really sets a specific tone. And I mean, I guess they were going for the contrast between that and then when the blood starts flowing, right? Yeah. But And then they use, for that shot and some of the other shots, they use some sort of soft white filter, mm-hmm. almost like a gauze shot. I guess they could have, but cause they were, especially Carrie early on when she's shown, it's very almost like supernaturally light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, very, I don't know, when you know they used uh, the gauze shot back in the day to kind of make uh, the woman's skin seem to illuminate more and much softer, and it was like a Barbara Walters special. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it creeps me out watching that opening scene, and then just to have her freak out because she doesn't know what's going on, and everyone just pelting her with tampons and and pads, and well, it's strange too because like she can't bring herself to use words to express what mm-hmm. she's feeling and it's like okay what's wrong with her 
Mm-hmm. Like, I get that she doesn't know what's going on, but you're in high school and you should be able to use your words by now. Yeah. I also, so the first, oh, I hadn't seen this movie since like high school, right? So watching it like a week ago, didn't really remember a whole lot, but then I watched the very beginning just today to kind of refresh my memory. And sh- the person that she runs at with her arms outstretched, covered in blood, is Sue. I thought that was interesting. That like out of all these girls standing around, she mm-hmm. focuses on Sue and runs straight at her. I also noticed Sue is the one that pulls the cover off of the like tampon thing on the wall, mm-hmm. just trying to help her out. <laughs> Plug <laughs> yeah. it up. Plug it up. Plug it, it's it weird, up. like when you see high school movies with bullying. It's always there's a group of bullies or one main bully. Mm-hmm. This one, the entire student populace bullies her. At least in this locker room, every woman in there is chanting and throwing shit at her. Well, they had an all-girls gym class, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. Is that normal back in the 70s? I don't know. And they're giving her shit in volleyball because she didn't hit the one ball that came her way. You need shit, Carrie White. That's (laughs) the real opening scene. That's even before the locker room thing. Yeah. Hit it at Carrie. She'll fuck it up. That's That's the credits opening. No, no, this is still going through the locker scene, too. Yeah, the credits were during the slow-motion locker scene. Yeah, they uh, they were way too competitive for gym class volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying so hard? But there is one person in the movie that never bullies her and is always nice to her, right? Miss Collins. Well, I was gonna. I mean, a student even Tommy never is mean to her, right? No. Yeah. Although it is weird in a uh, class when they're discussing his poem and she says she likes it. And then uh, the teacher starts talking. He's like, eat shit under his breath. He, he says, says he's, he's saying it to the teacher. He yeah. says, you suck. Oh, he says, you suck. Yeah. And oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking, so like the first time I saw that, I'm like, it's unclear who he is directing that towards, but I'm pretty sure he's directing it at the teacher because yeah. the teacher, mm-hmm. like when she said, oh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's almost like mocking her. He's yeah. like, beautiful. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's almost defending Carrie. Like he... You know, he's mad at the yeah. teacher for kind of making fun of her. Yeah. But he also doesn't want to take Carrie to prom. He protests yeah. like three, four times. Well, you can't tell once they get into the, the prom stuff, you can't tell if Tommy and Sue are in on the prank or if they're genuinely trying to be nice to her. Until you see Sue the come out and end, like figure yeah. out what's going on. Till the very end, you're like unsure of whether or not they're just fucking with her or if they're genuinely trying to you know be nice to her not the very end of the movie till right before they pull the fucking thing down yeah yeah uh, you can believe what they say when miss collins is talking to them in, her, in that office about their intentions for asking carrie to prom right but they could be lying it could be mm. she does I, seem pretty genuine the whole time and they're by themselves when she asked tommy to ask carrie to prom right so they'd be lying to themselves yeah but you you don't know if they're you know cohorting with the other couples and stuff outside of the scenes that you actually see could be but you think since tommy's protesting doesn't want to do it yeah but uh, would he be protesting because he he likes carrie and he doesn't want to go along with the plan could be hmm I think I, they I'm both had more good intentions. Of people than you are, Brett. Well, there's also <laughs> that point where uh, all the girls are getting punished in gym class, and Chris starts freaking out, like 
you know, trying to rebel. Yeah. And Sue was like, shut up, Chris. Like we, you know, we did a horrible thing. Let's just, I mean, she doesn't say that part, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think at that point she's feeling remorse Yeah, and you know, her, her plan with Tommy was, you know, good intentions. I think she had at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, let's play the uh, first clip here. This is from the principal's office. Um, telling Carrie that she can take the rest of the day off. I thought it was funny how they're just smoking in there. <laughs> right. And then they like... They 76, I get it, but still. Yeah. They don't even have to tell her mom that she's going home or anything like Call that. Your, no, she could walk. <laughs> she could walk home. Can yeah. I get you a taxi? <laughs> All right, here it is. Let's see, the thing is, Morty, that um, I knew how they felt. See, the whole thing just made me want to take her and shake her, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just her period, for God's sake. Oh, we'll send her home. Uh, Miss Finch, you're sending Cassie Wright. It's Carrie White. Come in, Cassie. Carrie. Miss Finch, would you uh, bring in a dismissal slip? thought you might take the rest of the day and go home. Take care of yourself, Cassie. We're all very sorry about this incident. It's Carrie. Thank you. Would you like to go to the infirmary? Lie down for a while. I think Carrie can go home. Would you like a ride? We could call you a cab. I'm sure she can walk home. And Carrie, you're dismissed from gym for a week. Just take study hall instead, okay? We're all sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! He does not get her name right. How many times does he have to be reminded of what her fucking name is? Three times in there, he's reminded and gets it wrong four times. Immediately afterward, (laughs) it's Carrie White. Okay, Cassie, come in here. Dude, she just said her name. How do you you have such a short memory? Yeah, so that's the second, um, I guess, instance of of her using her telekinetic powers. Mm-hmm. She breaks the ashtray because she had find out that she's the reason the light broke in the shower. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting. It just goes flying up in the air with nobody does anything to to make it happen. It just happens. And they don't really show the reaction to it, but it seemed like people weren't really bothered by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, she she starts like getting up at that same moment, you know, and I think they were focused on her. Like, I could see that happening in real life. You know, something falls off a table. People assume that somebody hit it if they're not watching it I specifically. Guess. I yeah. guess they hit it. She knocked it off, and it went up in the air and f- spun around like four times, and then it <laughs> fell. Oh. Um, on her way home, a young boy teases Carrie, and she makes him fall off his bicycle simply by glaring at him. That might be my dessert. favorite uh instance of her using her telekinesis <laughs> yeah because he has that like a real whipped face like look on his face creepy he... carry creepy uh... carry 
Yeah. <laughs> just eat shit. Shit. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the actor that played that kid. His name is something De Palma. Let me look it up. I don't know what the relationship is, but I assume he's related to the director. Continue with the story. Uh, at home, Carrie is abused by her uh, fanatically religious mother, Margaret, who rants about menstruation being the result of sinful thoughts. Carrie is dragged and locked in a small, specially decorated prayer closet and forced to pray for forgiveness. So when, that... she, when she is finally allowed to return to her room, she gazes new reflection, causing the mirror to shatter. So the kid on the bike was Cameron De Palma, who is the nephew of Brian De Palma. Okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. So, yeah, I have a clip here of a conversation between Carrie and her mother about her period. Yo, woman, now. Why didn't you tell me, Mama? <laughs> and God made Eve from the rib of Adam. And it was weak and loosed the raven on the world. And the raven was called sin. Said. The raven Why was called sin. Why didn't you tell sin. me, Mama? Said. No. The raven was called sin. Ooh, woman. And the raven was called sin. And first sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. I didn't sin, Mama. No. Say it. I didn't sin, Mama. The first sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. And the first sin was intercourse. Mama, I was so scared. I thought I was done. And the girls, they all laughed at me and threw things at me. And Eve was weak. Seth. No, Mama. Eve was weak. No. Eve was weak. No. Eve was weak. Say it. No, Mama. Say it. Eve was weak. Eve was weak. And the Lord visited Eve with a curse. The curse was a curse of blood. You should have told me, Mama. You should have told me. Oh, Lord. Help the sinning woman see the sin of her days and ways. Show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. She no. may have been tempted by the Antichrist. She may have committed the sin of lustful thoughts. No, Mama, oh, don't no. lie to me, Carrietta. Don't you know by now I can see inside you? I can see the sin as surely as God can. No, no, we'll pray. No. We'll pray, no. woman. No. Pray to Jesus for a lustful it's a great scene yeah, quite the home life i thought it was interesting that her mama literally beat her over the head with the religion <laughs> i thought it was interesting that According to the Bible, the pain of childbirth is like a curse that God put on humanity. I mean, I, I you know, I don't, I didn't know a lot about the Bible. I actually looked up Genesis three sixteen to see if you know she was actually directly quoting it, mm-hmm. and she's not. What do you none mean of the not? Bible, none of the Bible verses that she recites in the movie are in the Bible. Uh, that's not what I found. Jason begs to differ. Oh, go get. I mean, my, it depends on the translation. Like, you know, there are different version, different translations of the Bible, but that's yeah, but basically... In this one, what did she say? The the sin comes from... Uh, the first sin is intercourse? That's not what's mm. said in there. But it does say that the pain of childbirth is 
you know, like a, a punishment for eating from the tree of knowledge right. of truth and evil. Yeah, they yeah, talk about forbidden fruit, but the first sin is not intercourse. That is not the Bible. Did you talk about a raven? What it was a raven? I forget. The raven with the black. The raven yeah. was sin. Yeah, something. something the first sin it. was intercourse. It was one and of the fun then, facts that another thing that she recites is actually in the Bible. And then the blood was the uh, result of the sin. Or at least exactly in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, it's not. So, so she's basically saying that the so, having a period is a punishment for having intercourse. Are you saying well, that saying, IMDb is inaccurate? I'm Jason? saying that Come the childbearing on. pain thing is mm-hmm. directly from Genesis 3.16. No. I just looked it up. Yeah. New international version. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Yeah, that's Does it the, say the first sin is intercourse? That's what the Bible <laughs> says. This is not what Mrs. White says. Yeah, she doesn't say that. <laughs> Mrs. White she says, says that you know, <laughs> the pain of childbirth is a curse on you or something. No, she said having a period is the result of having intercourse. And did you not hear the part where she says... That Oh, I will curse you with the pain of childbirth or something like that. She know. definitely said that. You can play the clip again. <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> I guess well, how about this? I guess when Mrs. White came to your house, you bought the literature. <laughs> <laughs> how about this? How about right now I'm going to say, I'm going to give you two responses right now. Jason, you were right. So I'll go back when I edit it. I'll figure out what the fuck she says in that clip and then I'll pick the correct response. Okay. But I know I am right that um the first sin was intercourse is not in there. That's fine. <laughs> but I also know that I'm right that <laughs> she says in that clip something about the pain of childbirth and that is in Genesis. Well agree to disagree. <laughs> we can both agree on both of those points. Yeah. All right. I'll agree with you on that the uh intercourse is sin whatever thing mm-hmm. isn't in there. But the childbearing thing definitely is. Uh, try and find that raven thing now. <laughs> That's not in there either, but like I didn't say absolutely everything she says is in there, but I don't think it's fair to say that nothing she says is in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, I think like you talk about how, good of a, how great of a scene it was. Um, I definitely think Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie um, earned their nominations. Mm-hmm. I think Piper Laurie as a mother is probably one of the best antagonists in a horror movie. Yeah. So ruthless and just diabolical. Yeah. The dangers of extreme religion. Well, I think she was hurt by a man, Mm -hmm. a marital rape. No, I think uh, it was a premarital, uh, pregnancy. And then he's like, eh, see you later. Yeah. But I thought they were married. And then had sex. I, I was, was a little drunk. confused about that story that she told, or whatever. At the end, she said, uh, "In here, yeah. it listed as a as a marital rape, right? I saw it referenced somewhere online as a marital rape. I don't know. In the the what she says at the end before she tries to kill Carrie, they made it sound like they gave in to temptation before they were married, mm-hmm. and then she got pregnant, and then he just bailed on her. Yeah, but." She does reference a husband, I mean, I mean doesn't the, she? I mean, the devil came inside him and took him away. Yeah, but I still think she references husband. So I don't know. They might have. If got, she does say husband, it was like they would have to get married and then he would have to leave. Maybe he got her pregnant and then they married and then he's like, eh, never mind. And second thought. <laughs> yeah. 
then he really got to know her and mm-hmm. uh She's like really religious. I'm not sure this is going to work out. How about that uh, Jesus in the the prayer closet? Yeah. It's not Jesus though. That's not Jesus. It's Saint Sebastian. Oh, interesting. Where did you? It's a fun that, fact. Okay. <laughs> I guess Even though it is a how. I guess that makes sense. I mean, what Jesus wasn't stabbed up like that. Yeah, I mean they did spear him. Didn't once, but he didn't have much. Of air, they didn't shoot arrows at him while he was up yeah. on the cross. Did. Yeah. He had a crown of thorns, though, right? The little statue, the, uh, I mean. Statue? Yeah, I, I guess I'm not, I can't that. recall right now. I don't remember. Those that. eyes really were uh, bright, though. Mm-hmm. I took it as Jesus, but when I, I saw, I read a little fun fact that it's actually St. Sebastian. Interesting, because nobody watching it would, <laughs> would yeah. get that from it, you know. Well, I yeah, I wonder if that that probably wasn't even intended by De Palma. He was just like, we need something that looks like Christ to but put it, in their but creepy, Jesus like, closet. with more blood. <laughs> yeah. It actually looked one of the... Like one of the dancing Jesuses from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his arms out like that? Yeah. I suppose he wasn't on a cross. He just had his arms out. Yeah. And there really? was many, many people crucified in that day. So it's like just mm-hmm. because somebody's on a cross doesn't mean it's Jesus. I mean, sure. only one third of the people crucified on Good Friday was Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only one third couple of thieves by him fun fact <laughs> um all right uh carrie's classmate sue snell feels guilty for participating in the locker room antics so she asks her handsome and popular boyfriend tommy to invite carrie to the prom in her place to atone for her cruelty carrie is reluctant but miss collins convinces her to accept tommy's invitation during collins after school detention Chris furiously throws a tantrum and defiantly skips her uh, detention for tormenting Carrie. Miss Collins responds by violently shaking Chris and slapping her in the face, then informing her she is suspended from school and banned from the prom. Swearing vengeance, Chris recruits her delinquent boyfriend, Billy, to play a prank on Carrie. I have a little clip here. Uh, This is Chris and uh, Billy in the car together. Shows their dysfunctional relationship, and then you get to hear a, a talking blowjob, can if I, there is such a thing. Could I just mention before you play that, when they were in the gym and Miss Collins is explaining their punishment, I really thought it was funny that there was a the janitor in the background cleaning up the graffiti. There's mm-hmm. a picture of Carrie eating shit, and it said, Carrie White eats shit. <laughs> <laughs> She also knows one of the one of the other girls that participated. She's one of the side characters. That's the uh, secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is it? Is yeah. she the one with the glasses? Yeah, glasses and the curly hair. I didn't. I didn't know that. I noticed. It's got to be her. I noticed the one girl had always had her hat on with the rainbow uh, buttons on it, even after she got her hair did. Yeah, I better look it up to confirm here. I don't want to be talking out of school, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Norma was the girl in the the hat, and she was the only one wearing red shorts. I made a note. <laughs> what, were the, what were the other girls wearing? Black shorts. Okay. I don't know why she wasn't wearing black shorts like everybody else. Maybe was, those are her period shorts. Was, <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like black would do an okay job yep. of that, too. It is her. She plays Helen, and her name is Eddie McClurg. Edie? Edie, yeah. There's only one D. Edie is a more common like name Falco. for women yeah. than Eddie. 
didn't want to presume. Eddie is generally a masculine name. <laughs> is it though? It, At least when she was born, it was. <laughs> um, Do they still make Eddies? I don't know. You don't really find too many people named Edie. It's Edie no. Falco in real life, and then Robert De Niro's girlfriend in Heat. Well, there's Edie's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that E-D-D-Y oh, E-D-Y isn't it just one D There's, it's not two D's because that would be Eddie <laughs> again and so I was like what are you talking about <laughs> what I thought you were just playing around with the, with the oh, spelling E-D's ice cream I don't know it might be a Y instead of an I-E I don't know I haven't had it in a long time alright well here's that clip with that befuddling blowjob <laughs> Don't be in such a hurry. Come on. Don't be in such a hurry. I'm hurrying away from you, you know that? No, you're not. Pain right in the ass. You don't mean that. I don't mean that. You're crazier than some of a bitch, you know that? What's wrong with you? Can't you wait a minute? Well, what for? We do this all the time. You're so ignorant. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what you like about me, right? I know that. Bullshit. No? No? I know what you like about me. This, don't you touch No! Don't shit! I told you never to call me that. You know, you are totally fucked up. That's it. You really are. I know that. I'm convinced. Billy. Was that the right word I used? Befuddling? In what context? I said sure. Befuddling blowjob. Sure. Yeah. Because I am befuddled by it. You are befuddled by it, yes. <laughs> yes. The whole time she's saying Billy, she's apparently... She's a real ventriloquist. Pleasuring him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait, wait, how is this working? Otherwise... John Travolta is just get, having a hell of a time while she's saying his name. It was, it was pretty interesting. He forces himself on her, 
he slaps her, and then she's like, oh, I'll blow up anyways. Mm-hmm. She, you know, he, he's like right the, about one thing. She is fucking crazy. But, she's all yelling at him, and then the next second she's like, Billy, Billy. That was uh, like the fourth time he slapped her yeah. in, in the car. Mm-hmm. He also spilled beer on her earlier. Yep. When the cops <laughs> drive him by and he's drinking beer. That he yeah. was thrown to him by another his friends in another vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. He got pissed at her for calling him a stupid shit again, and he did a U-turn, but then they ended up at the party or whatever yeah. they were going mm-hmm. to anyway. Because she's a bitch to him, and then he gets mad, and then she's like, oh, Billy, Billy, and like, it's this whole back and forth thing is ridiculous. Well, she even go, she even calls him ignorant, and he's like, that's why you like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a fun fact about these two also. As we mentioned, Piper Laurie thought that her role was satirical. Mm-hmm. These two thought that they were the comic relief in this movie until yep. they saw the final cut and realized they were the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, we're actually just a bunch of assholes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just apparently thought it was going to be one hell of a comedy. Yeah. John Travolta, he's a real mimbo in this movie. <laughs> I love how subtle she is. She just slips it in real, real nicely, you know, real quiet. I hate Carrie White. Yeah. <laughs> like right in what? the middle. Right what? in the middle of everything. You know. Totally throws John Travolta off. Probably, oh, Billy. Probably not that much, but Yeah. They don't really explain what their plan is because it kind of just cuts to I mean, I think it's like two scenes later is when it shows them going to that nearby farm mm-hmm. and getting slaughtering a pig and getting the pig's blood. And then they do set it up above the stage and you yeah. can kind of put two and two together. Mm-hmm. figure out what they're doing but he really axes the shit out of that pig too yeah yeah i'm wondering was like it a sledgehammer or was it an axe i didn't see yeah i, th- I thought it was an axe i think i, I thought know. it was a sledgehammer when i was watching it but mm-hmm. i was thinking like how are they getting the blood out of this pig like they bludgeon it to death mm-hmm. and then how do they He's get it into it. this gas can thing have you seen uh gangs of new york no bill the butcher teaches you how to oh you just slice a pig. Hang it up and let the blood drip, I assume. Yeah. They took a time machine in the future into 2002 <laughs> and watched Gangs of New York and then went back to 76. Or Makes they sense. went backwards to the actual Bill the Butcher. <laughs> it was based on a real story, a real yeah, it was. character, wasn't it? Yep. Um, or Got maybe it. they just traveled in the future to 96 and watched Scream and then listened to Skeet Ulrich talk about how they use corn syrup. For pig's blood, Gary. Mm. <laughs> or maybe one of their dads worked at the farm. or the, you know, <laughs> they, Somebody worked there. Yeah. Or the slaughterhouse, whatever it was. Well, you know, it wasn't uh, any of Chris's family. I think Chris's dad was some hotshot lawyer or something. Yeah, I don't Did remember. But oh, she's pretty prissy, too. Yeah. I don't think she would probably look down on, on the farmers, the common folk. I'm sure. She was a real B word. Mm-hmm. See, just like the last episode, keep it clean, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think I already said it. Well, every episode we do is always going to be explicit. Real fucking B-word. <laughs> <laughs> WT fuck, Brett. Come on. All right. Uh, so, yeah, they slaughter pigs from a nearby farm and place a bucket of their blood uh, above the stage at the school's gymnasium, where Chris plans to dump it on Carrie at the prom. Margaret discovers Carrie's prom plans and attempts to abuse her again. Having researched her telekinesis, Carrie asserts her power and defies her mother, flinging her away simply by yelling at her. Margaret responds by accusing Carrie of being a satanic witch. 
Mm-hmm. I like. She says, "After the blood comes the boys. <laughs> they can smell it, <laughs> like they're fucking bears or something." <laughs> well, that one dude that was helping with the the king and queen ballots, he was he was a pretty big, dude. Mm-hmm. I have that clip, but I'm gonna play that clip. Did any of these boys go to the school? Because I think Tommy is the only boy you ever see in the school. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a clip from him volunteering. But before that, there's another clip that has Jason's favorite line of the movie. Let's oh, see if it's a winner. Here it comes. <laughs> red. I might have known it would be red. It's paint, Mama. What Tommy gave me, Mama. Aren't they beautiful? I can see your dirty pillows. Everyone will. Breasts, Mama. They're called breasts. And every woman has them. Take off that dress. No. We'll burn it together and pray for forgiveness. No, Mama. Well, he's not coming. He is coming, Mama. Now stop it. I'm nervous enough. No, he's not coming. He's not going to come. Shall not suffer which to live. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Mm, that witch line is also in the Bible. Depends on the translation, though. Mm-hmm. I read some articles saying that witch wasn't a accurate translation, even though it's in a bunch of the versions in the Bible. Yeah. Anyway, dirty pillows, best line in the movie. <laughs> I almost forgot. It's decent. I almost forgot back when they're putting the the bucket of blood up on the the in the rafters. Uh, Chris is yelling at John Travolta, and he does a slave voice. Oh, you're so messed up. So <laughs> right away, bastard. Yes. Uh, that wouldn't fly today. <laughs> but uh, I almost asked you to get that clip. Those that were the ones that I'm like, oh, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of funny thinking about Piper Laurie's interpretation of her character and the dialogue and everything so you know she thought it was kind of comical and satire mm-hmm. maybe she just 
considers the equivalent to be Kathy Bates's performance in The Water Boy, telling her everything's the devil. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of that. She's like she probably thought she was doing Kathy Bates in The Water Boy. Well, I assume Adam Sandler was influenced by this movie at at least a little bit because doesn't he have a comedy album called They're All Gonna Laugh at You? Uh, maybe. They're all gonna laugh at you. Pretty sure he does. Well, he had, I forget his first one. Then it was What the Hell Happened to Me. And it was Stan and Judy's Kid. And then, can't remember the other one. Anyways, um, well, you're looking that up. That important piece of information. There's well, that's, you, you brought up the water boy. <laughs> you know. Because Kathy Bates' character is the same as Piper Laurie. The character could have been heavily influenced, <laughs> been heavily influenced by Mrs. White. Um, Ms. White. <laughs> well, except the next clip here, which is, yeah. did you even get that guy's name who volunteered to collect the ballots? I don't remember. Well, his, his first album is "They're All Gonna Laugh at You." Okay. Case solved. See, the title comes from a repeated line in the track "Oh Mom," which is a, itself a parody of a scene from the film Carrie. Well, there we go. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> um, that so one, yeah. I don't think that's an IMDb, but I didn't. Look, so. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this clip is from that buffoon that is just the least helpful person, even though he's pretending to be helpful, mm-hmm. collecting the ballots. So shady. Can you, you come at six? It, I'll be there at eight. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Ernest. Oh, listen, uh, tonight's fun night and everything, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were interested in going. I mean, I'm not interested in going. I'm a student here, am I? I don't know. Huh? Are you? Sure I am. I, I got so much spirit in this school, I want to be on the committee. Well, you're, you're a little you're... late, Freddie. I could have used you a week ago on the decorating committee. No. No, I'm not late, Ernest. I'm right on time, pal. You know, uh, I want to collect the ballots, you know? For the king and queen and the voting and, uh, you know? Uh... Think we can arrange that, huh? Yeah, okay. Can you be here, uh, 6.30? No. No, can't be here at 6.30. I'll be here at 8. How's 8? It's fine with me. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. Okay, well, we'll see you then. Yeah, see you, Freddie. Take it easy. Yeah, I'll take it any way I can get it, pal. (laughs) (laughs) No. Did did you hear him (laughs) sniffing a lot like he was on coke or something? Probably. Eight. He's, he's pretty big for a cokehead, though. Eight works for me. I'll be here at eight. <laughs> That's great. I'll collect the ballots. <laughs> I go to school here, don't I? I don't know. Do you? But then he says... <laughs> I'm a student here, Emmentai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it seems that he does go to school there if the guy knows his name. Because he didn't walk up to him and said, hey, my name's Freddie. Yeah. I want to volunteer <laughs> like the day of or the day before the prom. He says it's prom night, isn't it? Apparently they have prom night on a Friday. school night. Or on a day where where there was school that day. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be a school night. Well, I guess it's not the literal. Well, it's a literal definition of school night, but not actually a school night. The night of a school day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get it right one of these Presumably times. Presumably it was a Friday. Unless they have Saturday school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. For the breakfast club? Um, So we can just cut to the prom, probably. Freddie was uh, Norma's date. Norma, who wears her hat to the prom. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? 
I don't know if you noticed when they were doing the montage of everybody getting ready, ready for the prom, they're all getting their hair did, and she had one of them big uh, uh, hair dryer things on her hat was right on top of it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, missed that. <laughs> what about that tuxedo scene too when they're by at the tuxedo shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that then was it a just grew really scene. fast for some reason. I didn't understand. Yeah, that. I yeah. Mean, I was like, is that a mistake with the Blu-ray or something? I know. I went back to see if like the music was sped up, see if it was something weird about the version, you know, the, the file I had. But yeah, the music plays normal speed. Yeah, it's but just the audio this weird is sped up too. Of their speaking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I had forgotten that, but seeing it a second time, I remember the first time I watched it. I thought, well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it was a very strange decision. <laughs> And then that one dude just goes in a tuxedo t-shirt because he doesn't have a tuxedo body. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't like ruffles. Yeah. Was <laughs> you, such, don't, I mean, you don't got to get ruffles. That whole scene was really weird. Like, there are these two random dudes that don't really do anything in the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. And all of a sudden, we need to see them talking about their tuxedos. Tommy's bras, dude. <laughs> huh? Or Tommy's bras. Oh, sure. But why are they... Like, why is that scene in the movie? Because they're fucking brawing it up together, dude. Well, they got to show. They're not bra enough to be anywhere, like, <laughs> around at the prom. Well, they showed Carrie getting her makeup. They got to show Tommy getting ready, too. He's the popular yes. kid. He can't be by himself getting a tux. Yeah. And then Norma's getting her hair did with her. <laughs> that fucking hat. <laughs> yeah, getting back to that weird editing thing. There is a lot of weird editing choices in here because they have that really weird sped up part. There's some split screen stuff that appears once in a while. And apparently De Palma had a lot more of that and thought he, most he, of it didn't work. I think he, uh, he, there's quite a few of his movies in the that time frame where he did a lot of split screens. Yeah, he did that in Scarface. I think he did it in uh, Sisters. Blowout probably had some. I think in Dress to Kill there's some. Yeah, it was, I think he was uh, pretty enamored with that style. Yeah. And even some of the camera shots are kind of unique. Mm-hmm. He has like that uh, Reservoir Dogs rotating shot while they're dancing. Oh my! Get you dizzy yeah. as hell. Holy yeah, shit. Go, this scene, it looks like they're spinning around super fast. Yeah, <laughs> apparently for that for that shot, they had the two of them dancing on a or standing on a spinning platform, and then the camera was on a dolly spinning the opposite way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's really fucking fast. Yeah, really disorienting. And it just goes on and on and on <laughs> and on. I was a little confused, though. At the prom, Tommy goes straight in for the kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I wondered if Sue was like, didn't you know, girl, in on that part of it. Like, I don't I don't know what was going on with you and your girlfriend, but mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, she okayed that before the prom or if he's just going rogue. <laughs> yeah. Wild card. Like, well, she said, show her a good time. <laughs> you know what good time means. That's so euphemism. <laughs> so I forced myself on her at a dance. <laughs> do you think he? I mean, they'd been talking for quite a while. Do you think he was actually starting to like like her? Could be. Possibly. He let his guard down. He was honest with her. He yeah. he told her that it wasn't his poem, and then he plagiarized yeah, it. He opened his heart. <laughs> I, I I referred to that poem in my notes as the "you people" poem, because he said "you people" about you know twice every line. <laughs> <laughs> you people. What oh. do you mean, you people? 
At the prom, Carrie finds acceptance among her peers and shares a kiss with Tommy. Chris's friend Norman, or sorry, Chris's friend Norma rigs the election and Carrie is crowned prom queen. Carrie's joy is cut short when Chris pulls a rope to dump the pig's blood on her. Chris and Billy escape through a back door while the bucket falls on Tommy's head, knocking him unconscious. The blood-soaked Carrie hallucinates that everyone in the gymnasium, including Miss Collins, is laughing at her and soon unleashes telekinetic fury upon the crowd, guilty and innocent alike. The door slams shut. A high-pressure water hose assaults faculty members and students. The principal is electrocuted, and Miss Collins is crushed to death. As the gym catches on fire, uh, Carrie calmly walks out and locks the remaining students inside with her powers. Uh, Chris and Billy attempt to run over Carrie as she walks home, but Carrie causes their car to flip and explode, killing them both while by burning them alive. So yeah, I, I asked Brett about this previously. I wasn't sure. I mean, here it says that she hallucinates. Because yeah. right when the right. bucket falls, most people are in shock. And then a couple of them, I think Norma, a couple other people start laughing. But then she starts, it's almost like the, the beehive vision where there's hexagonal like six eight six they're spinning and miss collins is in there laughing i'm like there's no fucking way miss collins is laughing right i I think it was a hallucination because then she's got her mom's voice in her head yeah they're all gonna laugh at you they're all gonna laugh at you you. it was definitely a hallucination i think the only people that actually laughed were the people that were in on the plan everybody else was like horrified It should have been. I mean, even fucking, even if they didn't care about Carrie, Tommy just got knocked out. Yeah, that guy's beautiful. <laughs> He's the prettiest guy at the school. He got blood in his tux, so, ruffles and all. Yeah. So do you think that they actually needed to rig the election? Because nobody seemed surprised or upset that Carrie and Tommy won. Yeah, I don't know. And plus, when that uh, dipshit is going around collecting the votes, he, uh, he drops like all the votes and then they kick them underneath that table. Yeah. And replace them with that fresh set of ballots. But then when they're walking over to the teachers to bring them, she collects more ballots. There's a, it's, it's maybe a third or a half of the overall total. Yeah, because she yeah. grabs a bunch from a few more tables. Like, oh, get the rest yeah. of the ballots and then... I'm thinking she's mixing in real ones with the rigged yeah. ones so it doesn't look super suspicious, maybe. But I would have figured that even the ones that they did, she wouldn't put Carrie and Tommy as the winner in all of them. You know, you got to keep it a little... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I would think that enough people actually voted for them to get that reaction. Because I would think people would be upset if they're like, well, what the fuck? Who's voting for these people? You know, Carrie yeah. you know, White eats shit. How'd she get <laughs> fucking prom queen? The thing that you read doesn't mention that Sue shows up. Like, there's a shot of her at dinner at home with her family, and she's yep. like, oh, what time is it? And then she runs off to go to the prom. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. if she's not going to prom, why do, why does she feel like she needs to be there at a certain time? Especially if she's not in on the prank, you know? That's yeah. yeah, that's part of the reason why I think that until she gets there and sees what the bucket there and all that stuff, that you can't say for sure that she's not in on the prank. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, well, it's unclear when you're watching She's confused it. with the bucket, so she can't be in on the prank if she doesn't know what the fuck right. the bucket is. But before that, that's when what you I'm see saying. Her like going... when, when she's at dinner, she's like, "Oh, it's eight o'clock. I gotta go." Mm-hmm. Right. You know, at that point, you're still unsure of whether she's in on the prank, and she wants to go see Carrie get hers, okay. or if she's just going to 
see if they're having a good time or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I read a little about that online. Some people were saying that, yeah, she just wanted to go and see if Carrie was having a good time. Um, I also found that in the book, apparently, Sue and Carrie had some sort of, like, uh, telepathic connection, and Sue felt like this feeling of dread, like something terrible was going to happen, and that's what brought her to the prom. Mm. So I don't know if, you know, possibly in the movie it was just a remnant from that in the book. Well, that yeah. and her family eats really late. <laughs> She got locked out, though, before all that shit went down. Because mm-hmm. Miss Collins kicked her out. Like, You're out of here. Yeah. And then... Well, yeah. uh, all Basically the, the only survivor. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Chris and Billy got out. Mm-hmm. And then they're killed then, almost immediately. But then they're like, we'll run her over with our car. Because that'll, you know, that'll show her. Mm-hmm. And uh, We won't get implicated <laughs> in murder at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they get flipped a few times and then their car blows up. Oh, I got a fun fact about that scene with the uh, fire hose spraying people. Mm-hmm. There's one actress. Who's the Solace one? Somebody Solace? Solace is her last name. Her uh, eardrum was ruptured by that fire hose. You couldn't hear anything out of that ear for like six months until it healed. Norma. That's Norma with the hat. Mm. PJ Souls. Yep. At home, Carrie is comforted by her mother. Uh, she reveals her guilt about having conceived Carrie through her only act of sexual intercourse with Carrie's drunken father, a marital rape that she had both loathed and enjoyed. As they pray together, Margaret stabs her daughter in the back and uh, pursues her through the house with a delirious smile on her face. Defending herself, Carrie telekinetically causes kitchen utensils to fly through the air and crucify Margaret. Uh, Distraught over her mother's death, Carrie loses control of her powers and causes the house to crumble and burn down with Carrie and her mother still inside, leaving them both dead. Sometime after Carrie's death, Sue, the only survivor of the prom massacre, is seen laying flowers on the charred remains of Carrie's home next to a for sale sign vandalized to read, Carrie White Burns in Hell. A bloody arm reaches from the rubble and grabs Sue, causing her to awaken from this recurring nightmare, screaming. And that's cuts to credits mm-hmm. but yeah that's what that's what i saw in here it said marital rape so and I'd, I'd have to listen to that clip again but i mm-hmm. thought she mentioned husband in there somewhere i think she did but i i remember being confused by the way that she phrased it like what exactly happened well i, I swear she said uh you know we were you know we laid in the same bed but we didn't sin yeah and then we prayed about it and then we just you know lost control of ourselves mm-hmm. and then you know that yeah. was that should have yeah. never let him stick it in me <laughs> oh keep your tits on brett <laughs> who says that earlier it's like uh halfway through the movie somebody says keep your oh, keep your tits on does uh john travolta say that to his girlfriend maybe he might i think he says it because it's right before um the guy uh volunteers for collecting ballots it's the scene mm. just before that is that when he's uh putting the bucket up there? i think it might be yeah <laughs> keep your tits on keep your tits on. <laughs> <laughs> oh here i got the the quote from imdb here i should have killed myself when he put it in me after the first time before we were married ralph promised never again 
He promised, and I believed him, but sin never dies, sin never dies. At first it was all right. We lived sinlessly. We slept in the same bed, but we never did it. And then, that night, I saw him looking down at me that way. We got down on our knees to pray for strength. I smelled the whiskey on his breath. Then he took me. He took me with the stink of filthy roadhouse whiskey on his breath, and I liked it. I liked it. With all that dirty touching of his hands all over me, I should have given you to God when you were born, but I was weak and backsliding, and now the devil has come home. We'll pray. So they had sex twice. Once before marriage, and then apparently... They got married and they're like, never again. We won't sin again, which is weird since they're married. Yeah. So wait, what did, did it say specifically something about, well, it says before marriage, but the way I heard that was when she's talking about it, it like the second time, it sounds like she's referring to the same time. So they had sex once before they were married, which, and then Ralph promised never again. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then they lived sinlessly. They slept in the same bed. I feel like at that point, she's like going back to before the thing happened. And then she's kind of giving, she's retelling the story with more detail. No, no. no, She says, and then that night I saw him looking down at me that way. We got down on our knees and prayed for strength. But he was, you know, he had whiskey on his breath when they took her. So they had sex once before marriage. Presumably, what, what do you think? Carrie was conceived either then or... Uh, after the rape maybe i think after uh, the rape but then uh yeah but then she does say she liked it yeah but you know she's saying (laughs) you're saying that if a girl enjoys it then it's not rape (laughs) that's uh some people would have a big problem with with that that's i know i'm just saying it's very confusing for there i know marital rape exists Mm -hmm. but seriously though i mean so, so if somebody likes it while they're doing it, and then a second thoughts later, it's okay to say it's rape? No, I think if somebody says, you know, stop, and then they're raped, and they enjoy it while they're being raped, they still said stop. Well, she doesn't say stop. She said they prayed about it. Yeah, so it's not clear yeah. what... It, that's what I'm saying. She it's not clear were, what happened exactly. Technically, she's telling the Lord to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounded like she didn't want to do it, and then once they were doing it, she's like, oh, okay. It seemed like she, not yeah. necessarily that she liked the sex, but she liked the way he looked at her and the, the stinky roadhouse whiskey breath is what Ooh. she seemed to like. But She yeah. liked something. She admitted she liked something. It's weird enough that they had sex before marriage, and then once they got married, they're like, no more sex. It's like, yeah. I still, <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with the, gu- the way you guys are interpreting what she said. I think she's saying... What do you mean by you guys? <laughs> I mean the two of you that are in this room with me. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think she's saying like, you know, oh, we had sex once. And then she kind of gives more detail like, oh, everything was going fine. Like before that, we didn't have sex. We just slept together in the same bed. And then that night, referring to the night that she already mentioned, this stuff happened and you know what I mean? But to me, the way I read it, that w- the way that we, me, Brett and I read it is because she says, stuck to me once, we said never again. Mm-hmm. And then she talks about they were clean for a while, they didn't do anything. She, she wouldn't have said that after the second time because he fucking left anyways. They didn't. Yeah. It sounds like they decided together, like never again. And then we were 
we slept in the same bed and it was it was fine. It was like, no, he fucking left mm. after the second time. Yeah, mm. maybe. I don't know. And then she, she was wishes, not very clear. Then she wishes she had killed Carrie. Yeah. It's definitely a dysfunctional relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, that she had so with her husband, men- boyfriend, I think, whatever. I think there's a lot of mental illness in that um, family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because there is that part where she says the first sin was intercourse. So maybe she was thinking from the very beginning, like, we're going to get married, but no sex ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's weird. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's all sorts of weird. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about some of the themes in here. Kind of already talked about some of the dangers of extreme religion. How about that Catholic church, huh? The way it used to be. Because I it, they don't go out right and say what denomination she is. Mm-hmm. But I read it as like she's being like really strict Catholic. Hmm. I saw some reference online to her being like in a cult. Yeah. And I mean, uh, depends I mean, on your definition of a cult. Maybe Catholicism is a cult, but. Because I mean, I don't think Catholics even, I don't know, maybe in ancient times, but even in the 70s, I really doubt Catholics thought of you know getting a period as a sin or right. sex with marriage sex inside of yeah. marriage as sin no like yeah. no that's what you're supposed to do yeah uh, she took it way it's like further, a fundamentalist just catholic way further maybe. than most anybody yeah. would have there must have been other people that she congregated with though because she had a little collection box and everything well, I, s- I assume uh part of it was because of uh you know the abuse that she took from her husband or whatever and she probably had mental illness and you know a lot of things built up and caused her to take it way to the extreme even farther than you know the church would take it just because of all the things that happened to her personally and then she wants to protect her child from having to go through the same things Mm -hmm. um so I think that's part of it, too. Did you guys think there was some deeper meaning to the fact that Carrie's mom is basically crucified exactly the same way as that mm. statue in their little prayer closet? Yeah, I definitely thought it was somewhat of a metaphor because the mm-hmm. knives in her stomach kind of looked like the arrows. Mm-hmm. Well, they were even like sticking out of her in the same places as they were on the yep. statue, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Did you look up what St. Sebastian is? I did not. You could do that now. Um, I mean, was it just a symbol that she was like a martyr? Because it also was interesting that when she's like trying to kill Carrie, she's smiling that whole time. Like it almost seemed like she's like, oh, this is what, you know, what my whole life has been coming to. I'm going to kill the devil or something. Mm -hmm. And then when she dies, like, isn't she still smiling as she has these knives thrown into her? Like, it seems like she's like, oh, I failed, but I'm, like, serving my purpose as a yeah. servant of God or something, you know? Um, I read some stuff online. Um, I think this part might be a bit of a stretch, but somebody talked about, in the end, you could say that Carrie kind of becomes her mother. She lets all her classmates and teachers burn, kind of like Mama would have wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all the sinners should die at the hands of an angry God, and that, you know, the mother might think of herself as a preacher or a savior of some kind and that Carrie might start thinking of herself as a God since she can, has these special powers and hmm. things like that. But her mom also told that, her that she some was, some of it makes a little sense. I mean, her mom also thought she was the devil yep. or, you know, that her powers were from the devil. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot. I mean, clearly there's a lot of religious stuff going on, but it was hard to kind of put it all together in a coherent uh, theme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what message they were trying to get across with that. Well, St. Sebastian was a martyr. I don't know if there's anything. So a lot of times you'll, you know, you'll be the patron saint of whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really see anything specific. Um, a couple of the other themes I thought it really touched on was like womanhood and what it means to be a woman, puberty, sexual awakenings, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't want to go too in depth with that since that's not my area of expertise, <laughs> but you can tell there's, you know, I mean, it starts out with a period. Oh, here we go. He's the patron saint of archers, athletes, and of a holy archers. death. <laughs> there we go. That's probably why there's an, a bunch of arrows in him. How ironic. And of a holy death. Okay. What it is. Holy so she, death. She probably That's thought she had a holy death. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it says that they tied him to a tree and then they shot him with arrows uh, until he died. Mm. Although he may not have died that way. They might have survived and then got beaten to death later. Yeah, going back to the womanhood thing, you know, her mom keeps on berating her, always kind of saying that everything natural that's happening to Carrie is a sin and that. Dirty pillows. Yeah, dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. It seems she's pretty self-loathing or pretty misogynistic. That she thinks women are evil or inherently evil, possibly mm-hmm. from Eve. Yeah, she really reads into that Genesis. Stuff. Yeah, and then I guess the other big one is probably like the fragile state of adolescence, kind of you know mostly relating to bullying. But you know she's trying to find acceptance the whole movie, even though she doesn't really even know how to go about it. You even talked about how she can't even use her words like a like a big girl you know right, yeah. <laughs> and like she probably sees tommy as like her great hope of fitting in mm-hmm. it's probably why she reluctantly i mean miss collins kind of convinces her to no this is they're not gonna laugh this isn't a joke you know he's a nice boy he's cute mm-hmm. right huh. and he I mean, is the popular hair. kid hair is amazing <laughs> yes yeah. those golden locks yeah you even see uh when her mom confronts her right before the prom, right by her mirror, she has that. She cut out a newspaper picture of Tommy, and it's like, Tommy, uh, what was the last name? Olson? Tommy, whatever it is, like MVP of football or yeah, something like Carrie that. Carrie had that on her dresser? It was right next to the mirror on oh. the wall. She had taped up. You know, I was going to mention about that mirror, too. Did you notice that Jesus is like watching over her? Oh, I didn't like see he's, yeah. I mean, it's like, like you look in the mirror, you see her, and then like on kind of this slanted wall ceiling thing behind her. Mm-hmm. There's like just a frame picture of Jesus and he's like okay. looking right at her the whole time. Right over her bed. Yeah. Tommy Ross is his name. Tommy Ross. But yeah, it's something about some sports story, like football or something. That there's mm-hmm. a picture of him from the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can tell she starting to buy into it a little bit. She probably, I mean, she complimented his poem. Mm-hmm. Cato's picture, it seems like she idolizes at least an idea of him or something like that. Mm-hmm. It does seem like she does start to let her guard down at the prom. She does end up kissing him or dancing, which she didn't want to do. And which is, you know, she learns that pretty quick. Well, I think, you know, once she smiles like the first time after she's prom queen on stage. Yeah. <laughs> once, once she starts developing her telekinetic powers, she gets more and more, confident she becomes self-aware yeah and more and more uh skynet is live yeah 
more and more resilient to her mother's control. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before that, like uh, her her mother had like a firm grip on her. She, you know, she's beating her over the head with the the religious text, locking her in the closet. But the more the movie you know progresses and the more Carrie discovers that she actually has telekinetic powers the more that she starts controlling her mother and realizing that her mother maybe is not telling her the truth about everything and starts becoming more um involved with her peers and being one of the the group or whatever but then as soon as they they drop that blood on her it's a 180 back to Mama was right. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we can probably move on to some more fun facts. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Got a bunch more, Jason? Hell yeah, I do. Let's see. So we talked about Stephen King's first film adaptation. Uh, how much do you think Stephen King got paid for the film rights to that story? 2500 That is correct. <laughs> Good job. I did read that. <laughs> um, so that dream sequence at the end was apparently filmed in reverse. They wanted to make it look creepy and unnatural. Mm. I didn't really feel that watching it. Like, And even once I read that, I went back and watched it again to see if I could tell. It's pretty hard to tell. Mm. seems like they could have filmed it going forward. But the, the only indication I could find at all that it was backwards is the very beginning where she's kind of walking along the down the sidewalk, like along the fence. Yep. And like, if you watch her feet, it's kind of weird how they're landing. But I mean, they went through all the effort of having cars drive backwards and stuff so that they could you know, reverse it. I was, uh. I was wondering about that for sale sign. Like, why would you have it in a shape of a cross and then just stick it right in the middle of the rubble? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's, uh, I don't know. It was in her dream. So maybe she just imagined that and it's not actually there or it's not actually like that. But I thought that was an odd choice of signs. Yeah. Uh, Another fun fact about that scene. um, De Palma wanted to use a stunt person to do the arm coming out of the ground. But Sissy Spacek insisted that she do it herself. Mm. So they used a bunch of pumice stones on top of like a board. She could stick her hand up through them. Yep. Ended up scraping her arm up, apparently, but Ooh. she thought it was worth it. So it was all bloody? Why was all, was her arm all bloody when it came out? I believe so. It looked a little bloody, I oh, think. I forgot. I believe that's how you read it on the, the synopsis there. Yep, a bloody arm reaches from the rubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was real blood, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see... Brian De Palma was friends with George Lucas, so uh, they held joint auditions for Carrie and Star Wars. Wow. The actor for Tommy was considered for Star Wars. I also read that uh, he's friends with Steven Spielberg, and he kept on inviting him down to the set because there's a lot of cute girls around. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Spielberg asked out like every woman on the set. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, the girl who played Sue, which was Irving. Was Amy, Amy Irving. Amy Irving, who ended up being married to Spielberg from 85 to 89. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact about Amy Irving, she and William Catt, who played Tommy Ross, they dated 
uh, about a year before they were tested for carry. Mm. Um, you know how SpaceX got that role? Did you read about that? Did she uh, audition for it? How did or she get the audition, though? <laughs> her husband was... His name is James Fisk? Jack Fisk? Jack Fisk. He was the art director. And he got her an audition even after De Palma was pretty much already set on another girl. He wanted Irving as Carrie, correct? That's oh. That's what I read. Uh, that originally. wasn't in, in what I read about this. But I but saw he wanted... He had Irving pegged early as, as Carrie. Hmm. And then once uh, SpaceX did the audition, he's like, you're Carrie. And then he gave... Um, Irving, the role of Sue. Cool. Um, we mentioned that this was John Travolta's first film, right? Yep. Mm-hmm, early on. Yeah. Um, so Sissy Spacek, uh, while they were filming, she isolated herself from the rest of the cast to try to get into the character more. Uh, the first day on set, she even came up to like everybody else in the cast as they were eating together. And she's like, you know, I love you all. Just want to let you know. I'm not going to talk to you for like the entire filming. I'll party with you at the end and we'll have a great time and everything. But just so you know, like I'm going to, you know, go do my own thing just to, uh, you know, get in character. And they said that they respected her a lot for that decision. And it made it easier for them to treat her like crap. Um, Another fun fact about Sissy Spacek. She was actually homecoming queen in high school. Ooh. Hmm. Yep. But it went a lot better in her real prom. Probably. Uh, either of you two gentlemen voted homecoming or prom king? Nope. Anything like that? Nothing? Prince? No. No, no neither was I. Bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very fun. Not so fun. <laughs> um, so also during the filming of that prom sequence, it took three days to film and the whole time Sissy Spacek slept in her blood-soaked clothes. Ooh. wasn't real blood, though. Like you said earlier, I think you mentioned it was uh, corn, corn syrup. syrup with food coloring. You learn so much from the movie Scream, I tell you. You know what I forgot I was going to bring up when uh, when they dropped the blood on her? She literally was seeing red. Like, they made the whole scene red while yeah. she was yep. fucking everybody up, and then, mm-hmm. uh, then it, it went back to normal colors. But Yeah. I thought that was a pretty nice effect. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, he's really working those filters in this movie. Pretty, pretty great scene, though. Yeah, and Sissy Spacek does a great job. Her face through that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, the whole time she's killing. When she's in the gym and also out when she's almost run over. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, she's monstrous in those scenes, you know? She's killing yeah. with her eyes. Yeah. If looks could kill... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's a phrase that people <laughs> say. <laughs> it's also a tagline from probably about a dozen movies. <laughs> well, did I cut you off? Or are you done with your fun no, facts? No, I'm, I'm good. That's it. Okay. All right. I think that'll about do it then. Um, we're still continuing our horror extravaganza. Brett's going to watch some Slumber Party Massacre this weekend. And then uh, confirm that we are going to do it. So <laughs> the next week, uh, bring at least the first one in on Monday so mm-hmm. that Jason can watch it. Yeah, uh, They are available on YouTube, but they're kind of crappy quality. Mm-hmm. So just wait. Okay. Because, yeah, I think we'll do that next. 
Then we'll come up with one or two other horror movies to do before the month is out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably do one or two more uh, mini eps as well. Recently seen stuff, maybe some news. So I'll be looking forward to that. Otherwise, please rate and review, subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Dork, man. What are you talking Check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. <laughs>